Welcome to the Grace Podcast, a production of Grace Ministries in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us, and we pray that you are blessed and inspired. For more information about Grace, be sure to check out gmrh.org. Now let's listen in to this week's message. All right, I, you are my people. I am waiting on mine to come on sale. Uh, the other one... I'm a, I'm a live tree kind of guy. Um, there's nothing like, I wish I could have one year round. Maybe I could. Just go cut one down. But just the smell of a Christmas tree in a house. Oh, that's just, it's a good feeling. Um, but we're going to talk about gratitude this morning. And they know they're coming up, right? All right. I just want to make sure. Oh, so sorry. So Tina, you're going to join me. And Kenzie, you're going to join me as well. You can take a seat, whichever side you would like. We're going to talk about gratitude. And have a few questions for you guys. Did you guys get the questions? Do you know? Okay, good. I, I didn't get the questions till just before service this morning. Um, but before we get into that, um, I want to give you guys a quick update while we're on the, the idea of Thanksgiving and gratitude. And I got a picture um, from our pastor in Uganda. And uh, we're going to go to the next one. So his church, they wanted to take a moment and send their greetings to all of us. Um, and say hello. Um, so they're saying hello from Uganda, and uh, you can see they gather in a classroom and they're jam-packed in there. And um, so it's always a great feeling. So um, we need to send a picture to them soon. Maybe maybe before service is out, we're going to send a picture to them saying hello. We're praying for you guys. So we'll, we'll add that to the list. Um, and then want to give you guys a quick update as well. Um, <laughs> I I'm blown away by the the giving of you guys, um, we're just shy of $4,000, um, and right at $1,000 left, and we have the means to get it done, and um, so we're going to build a house for a family in Uganda, <laughs> and we're going to provide schooling for that family as well, and um, I, I told Simon, um, I talked to him the other day, and I said, now the... the the goal is you're going to go on Christmas morning and tell her. Um, but if we get the money before then, then he's going to go before that. But I really want him to put on like a Santa Claus hat <laughs> and just show up and be like, you know, one of those like move that bus moments and like you're getting a house. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen like that, but um, we'll see. But uh, we can't wait to share that with you all. Um, and it's going to be exciting. And uh, the goal is um, to go see it next year at some point. And this is going to be the first of many. So I'm grateful for you guys and the gratitude and all that you do. So I have Tina and I have Kinsey. <laughs> Did you guys write notes? You wrote notes? You got flashcards? That's awesome. All right, so we're going to, we're going to go. Uh, we'll, start, um, we'll start to my right. So Tina, uh, according to the things, in two minutes, I don't have a timer. <laughs> in two minutes, because um, many of you've been attending here for a little while, but you know we're, we're in and out, and many of us don't know who Tina. Who was Tina? When it comes down to you, who who is Tina? Okay, I thought about that because it's it's not what I do; it's it's who I am. Absolutely. And um, Tina is a daughter of the King, mm-hmm. Jesus. Tina is a mom. To a 26-year-old son, Adam. Awesome. Tina is a daughter. To Melinda, Lester, and Sarah is my stepmother. My father when I was nine. Um, Tina is an aunt to 
four nieces and a nephew, wow. um, Jada, Alexis, Iris and Maddie, and Noah. Um, Tina has two brothers and a sister. Um, and Tina loves to help people, to mm. worship God, um, just to love people and Absolutely. to grow in the things of God. Absolutely. You're definitely a worshiper. I always enjoy that. When I know Tina's here, I'm, I'm in the back back there. I, I, it's, it's awesome to see um, just your, your passion um, to, to worship, to, to, to love Jesus. Like, he is um, worthy of absolutely, every, every single thing. Bit of, yeah. it's, it's what he's done for all of us and the cross and that alone is enough. Right. It's not, it's everything. It's absolutely. Not a, not a color or where you, what church, it's God. Absolutely. It's him. It's That's him. awesome. Now, are you from Rock Hill? Are you born? I am from Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. Um, I um, left and went into the army when I was 18. Wow. And um, Tina was married um, 20 years ago. And um, that's when I found the Lord. Mm. The Lord found me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but um, thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. Um, for serving our country. I'm grateful for that. Thank you. And uh, I'm grateful that you're in Rock Hill. Thank you. Been <laughs> here 20 years. Wow. That's awesome. Been here 20 years. Um, all right. So, Kinsey, <laughs> you ready? Do you get nervous in front of people? A little bit. <laughs> um, so, all right. So, who 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 is Kinsey? Okay. So I feel like I could go. Sorry, I could go. I could do that from so many angles. But I think I'll start with saying where I'm from. I'm okay. from about an hour from here, a small town in a small county with a bunch of other small towns, uh, Chesterfield County. Um, and I, MacB Jefferson, kind of covered. A lot of that area, right. <laughs> one uh, stop light after another stoplight <laughs> town. But um, I, my parents divorced when I was about two or three years old. I had a stepfather when I was four or five years old. Um, I would say about me is that I was searching for the father's love my mm-hmm. whole life, just about um, for the first 24 years, just really searching for the father's love. My mother was a struggling alcoholic for 24 years. And I lived out of a victim's mentality until I came to know Jesus at 25. Um, And so he showed me from a victim's mentality, everything happened to me. And then once I came to know Jesus at 25, I started living intentionally and healing started happening. And out of that intention, so much more happened to me that that I would say is my about me, which is I'm married to Dane. Um, The Lord told us to get married, and we, we got married, and um, it's been beautiful. Dane's my hero. He knows that. I love him so much, um, and then we have four daughters. We had four daughters in two and a half years, wow. so, and I'm not one of those people that are so great with babies, but <laughs> when you have four babies at one time, you get real good at it, so that um, they're, I think we're going to talk about them in a yeah. little bit, but um Anyway, I'm here in Rock Hill. We've been here a little over two years. The Lord led us here, heart's desire and the Lord. Um, And we're just so happy to be a part, be in our city. We were searching for a church, and we just wanted to kind of be in our backyard. We wanted to be in Rock Hill with a body of believers, and we're just so grateful to be here. That's awesome. I I love that that both of you are from 
outside and you're in, like you're, you're not here, but um, I, I, I love that. All right, so, um, so there's a, a few, so Thanksgiving, there's mm-hmm. a few questions. I, wanna, I was thinking about these during worship. I'm going to throw you guys for a loop. Okay. So how, um, has Thanksgiving been the same your entire life? Or has it always, is it changes, right? Um, I would say just different aspects of it. Um, sometimes I would go to friends' homes mm. or go home. Um, I love Thanksgiving. Mm. I love Thanksgiving um, over Christmas. And the reason why I say that is because I think with Halloween, whoever celebrates that, and then Christmas, Thanksgiving gets lost in the right, middle of it right. because in October, everybody's putting up Christmas stuff. Right. And then stores are up and trying to get your money for Christmas. And yeah. then it's like, wait a minute, what about Thanksgiving? <laughs> we have a lot to be thankful for. Right. So I love Thanksgiving. I love the holiday season. Um, but no, um, I love gathering with friends. Like, I think our plates had gather. I just love that community, the fellowship, mm-hmm. the gather um, about Thanksgiving. Now, is there one dish that's like, oh, man. Like, do you save it for Thanksgiving, or is there... You know what? My favorite Thanksgiving, I love uh, collaboration of, it has to be the turkey. Mm-hmm. And then I just got turned on with smoked turkey. My oh, neighbor's yeah. brother, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I thought regular turkey was great, but smoked turkey is just like... <laughs> it's good. So that was my first time experiencing that last year. Yeah. And it has to be the smoked turkey, the mac and cheese, the yams, and the potato salad. Okay. And you, Dip them all together, and you eat that way. (laughs) Right. They're all the flavors all go together. Oh, that's 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 my favorite. Yeah, it just Mm -hmm. makes you feel good, right? It does. You're thankful. Mm -hmm. Are you? Are you? I mean, most people have to take a nap. Are you that? You know, I'm not. I love to cook, so I'm the one like scurrying around. Yeah, going around and. You know, do you need anything else? Oh, right. Or, I love, no, Usually, I don't take a nap. It's about an, uh, about an hour, and then it's time mm. to crash. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kenzie, so uh, real quick about your children, and then mm-hmm. how has Thanksgiving changed for you? So we'll start with that one, and then we'll go to your girls. How has Thanksgiving changed for me? Yeah. So has it been the same every year, or is it? It was pretty much the same every year until um, <laughs> I started working a lot, and then I worked in restaurants. And we served Thanksgiving, a special Thanksgiving meal. So I had to make about 100 pecan pies um, <laughs> back then. I was a pastry chef in Charleston. So Thanksgiving in my early 20s was serving everyone in Charleston, you know, who would come into our restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't, I'm not even a great at making pies, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm better at cakes. But, uh, so Dane, it, is this true? Yeah, yeah cakes, <laughs> cakes are my thing. Carrot cake, that's my thing. But um, so... One I did come to know Jesus was very much when I slowed down and Mm. I came to know the Prince of Peace. Mm. I didn't know peace much prior to that. And um, so he comes with so many of the good things, like good, the good that happened in my life. And so things slowed down and I got to start enjoying Mm. seasons, holidays, with a new perspective and with peace. Mm. And so, um, I mean, since I guess I was 25, it's been just a delight right. and not such a rush, rush, hurry, hurry, chaotic to be chaotic because everybody, because it's like everyone's got to be crazy and chaotic, right? And right. just enjoying, enjoying it to mm-hmm. its fullest. So, okay, so you have a perfect segue into your children. So you have four daughters. Four daughters, yeah. So what are their, what are their names? Helen, 
Uh, Helen, Margaret, Judith, and Faye. And that's their birth order. That's that's right. I always love it when I see them come in church because they're, if you have interacted with them, you will understand why. If you haven't, you need to because they're just, they're, they're joy. They're, they're amazing. So how has Thanksgiving changed with having children of your own? Or has well, it? they're still very young. Right. So I do feel like in the beginning it's like car seats, getting in car seats, packing plays, like packing everything. And like we're just in that sweet spot kind of coming out of babies to toddlers to little girls where it's kind of slowing down a little bit and it's not as, it's a lot of work <laughs> in, right. in the early years. Right. So it's slowing down some. I think we've gone to Atlanta. I've never really traveled outside of South Carolina much. I'm born and raised <laughs> here and so Dane's from Atlanta. So we'll go to Atlanta for Thanksgiving, and we have been. So, yeah, and then watching your family enjoy your children is such a joy. So right. that'll be fun. To That's do. awesome. All right, Miss Tina. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, why Jesus? Why, why, why do you live this life? Um, when there's something that she said about searching for the Father's heart, before I came to Christ, I came to Christ when I was 21. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the Army then, and one of the ministers that was in the Army, he invited me to his church. And all the minister did was tell me that someone died for me and that he loved me. And that was it for me because I had been searching that hole in my heart. When they they say it's that hole in your heart, they're not just sounding Christianese or something. You have a hole in your heart that only Jesus can feel. I tried relationships mainly because I was looking for a male perspective to love me because my dad wasn't in my, you know, he was in and out. Um, but when he just told me that, and we were not raised in church, I didn't know about church. We weren't, it's not that we were atheists. We just didn't go, but we, you know, holidays were Easter getting dressed up and getting the basket. And it wasn't anything like that, any meaning behind the holidays. So when the minister just told me, about Jesus, it's like literally I went from dark to light. Like the Bible says, we're translated from darkness to the kingdom of light. It was light there for me. The light just switched on, and I was like, wow, he did this for me, and I got born again. And I was in Germany at the time, and I went to a phone booth, which some people may not know what a phone (laughs) booth is, but um, I went to the phone booth, and I remember calling my mom, and she didn't know Jesus, but I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, mom, I'm sorry for being such a bad teenager and I'm sorry and I started apologizing right. she, I was like I got saved mom and she was like oh that's good but she didn't know and right. I was married then and I called my husband then and and I was like I got saved I'm born again and he was like oh that's great but right. they didn't know but right. it literally changed my wow. life and um and it's been everything he's been everything right. and as a single mom when my husband decided to leave us my son was three I don't know how single moms make it without Christ. I don't know how married people make it without Christ. Mm. Without him, it's like you can go to him and he feels you Mm. and he tells you how to do it, what to do. And it was amazing. And he will rally around you with people to help you Mm. so that we're never alone. And I've experienced that from him. That's why it's Jesus. Yeah, I love it. All right, Kenzie. Why, Why Jesus? Yeah, why Jesus? Well, I was raised in the church, um, like I said, about an hour and 15 minutes from here. And um, but it was like I we just did all these things to do them. We just met to meet. We ate to eat. We 
we just did these things. We said these things. Um, the Apostles' Creed, I, I was also in a Methodist church for a while. We said the Apostles' Creed. Didn't really know. I wouldn't know Jesus if, his, if he sat down beside me because I just, it was just we went through the motions. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I got baptized at a young age. It, it, I think you're going to ask me about when I became a believer. But um, so it was like, why are we doing all these things? And my mama would talk about us worshiping Christ, you know, in heaven for, etern- for eternity. And I'm thinking, this is going to be so boring the rest of my <laughs> life. Like, if this is what, if this is all it is, if it's yeah. this just mundane, dry, got to do this, get ready for church. And wow. we didn't know the Prince of Peace. Yeah. So there was no peace on Sunday mornings getting ready for church. So it was just all this work to go sit and do this thing. And there was no joy displayed in the in the church that I would go to. There was no joy. It was like rules, 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 busy, busy, everyone's busy. And then you saw each other next Sunday, and you didn't talk about him at home. So our parents expected the, the body of Christ to teach us everything about Jesus without living that out at home. And so, you know, I, I went to church, whatever, and then went to college, was working, and I was looking for the Father's love in all the wrong places, which just turns to ter- turmoil and heartache. And through that, I surrendered. I saw the joy displayed in about a handful of people in my first 25 years of life. I saw the joy displayed that something was unique in somebody. Someone knew something I didn't know, and I wanted to know more. about. It was like this sparkle in their eye. And I was like, what is the sparkle? I want that sparkle. Mm-hmm. And um, just through some really bad decision-making, I found myself like on my knees like, God, if you're real, I, I need I need help. I'm surrendering to you. Reveal yourself to me. I, I think I said that. I didn't even really know what reveal and surrender was, but that is what was happening in my heart. And he met me there. Wow. 25 years. Uh, I was 25 years old, June 21st, 2012, and I hadn't got over it since then. And I just want other people to know about this that exists because I grew up in a church, probably went not many times I missed, and I, but I missed that. I missed... Wow. Jesus, I miss, um, so I, th- I feel like it's my goal to, like, I want people to, ex- to, to know that it exists and it doesn't have to be boring. It's been very exciting life, really exciting, living on the edge <laughs> with Jesus for uh, almost seven and a half years now. And Dane was one of the first people I ever saw that sparkle in his eye um, for the Lord. And I was like, I want that sparkle. So Jesus, like, he, he just yeah. set me, and he, then he set me free. After falling in love, he sets you free from yourself. He helps you fall in love with people, and, and you, see, you, you start seeing people through his eyes, and mm-hmm. you start loving people the way he says to love people. Because in, in, your, in your own strength, it's really hard, but right. with his strength, mm-hmm. you start loving people, and oh, it's just it's an exciting life right. on this side of the cross. Absolutely, it is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So... So, Tina, what are, what are you thankful for this year? If you could pick one thing, I know that it could be difficult. <laughs> one thing, what would I be thankful for? I don't, I mean, I, we could say family and, right. you know, just obviously that's kind of those given things, family and life. But I would say my life. Hmm. Um, because when you see him, thankful for the relationship, I say, that we have, that I have in him. When you see him working in you, it's like, wow. And that love just solidifies mm. inside of your heart. Like, he loves me 
enough that he would show me how to do these things. He shows me how to work things when I don't understand. Yeah. And I think that's what I would say is just, I'm thankful for life that mm. I can, I breathe and I got oxygen in my lungs that I can wake up in a new beginning every day. Right. Like it's always a fresh start. When we wake up, it's like, thank you, Lord, for another day. Yeah. And it's not just a religious thing. Like we woke up. Absolutely. And that just a lot of things I could So in, in your life and everything that you, when you were younger and looking forward, did you ever think you would be in the place that you are right now? No, because, no, like where, where I am now, I'm on the other side of, um, like you see, on the other side of the, the Jordan. You're all right. <laughs> I'm on the other side. <laughs> right. I thank the Lord because I remember I used to be that depressed woman after mm. um, going to divorce, it almost killed me. And um, I was suicidal, I was depressed, I, I suffered from so low self-esteem, I suffered from a lot of things. Um, but when Jesus gets a hold of your heart and he mm -hmm. starts showing you in his word who you are and who he says you are and people that are his hands and feet, it makes a whole lot of difference Absolutely. when you're on that side and you look back and like, wow, the Lord's really brought me a long mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And I thank him for that. Yeah. I really, really wow. thank him. That. Wow. <laughs> Kinsey, what are you thankful for this year? Um, I mean, I would probably agree, like, just because, you know, we don't, we're not just doing this life based on what we want and all. I mean, there are our heart's desire, like, the Lord will show you, give you the desires of your heart when we delight in Him, but um, it's so neat to partner with Him and go about life, even holidays and raising kids and every single day and I get to partner with him and um, I get to just do life with him and my family and not just myself, which I mean sometimes I try to do it myself and it just, I go, sends you straight back to him because um, it's just really hard mm -hmm. otherwise. So right. I would say that, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm thankful for a warm house and of course mm -hmm. that stuff, but I mean, he led us to our home, like right. through a dream, like, yeah, so I mean, through... Him, he makes all things better, yeah. just like glory to glory, but, you know, failure to glory, to failure to finding him again. I mean, to, you know, just always being able to turn to him yeah. when it's hard or when it's wonderful. Absolutely. You know? That's awesome. So I'm going to ask you two to do one more thing. Each of you get to do it. So, Tina, I'm going to get you to um, pray for those this morning because we're in a room this size, no doubt, that there may be some searching, there may be some discouraged. Um, that this week through Thanksgiving that they can um, they can see the, I don't know, the uh, a posture of gratitude comes out um, and, and they just have those moments where they have to, to stop and worship and, and all I can do is say thank you um, and just pray that God meets with them alright, Kenzie I'm going to get you to pray for um, uh, joy and peace as people just gather with their families uh, that that's right in the midst of it alright, so Tina, you want to go first? Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, for the privilege and the honor that we can come before your throne. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this place right now, that your presence is just hovering, and your presence is here to meet us where we are. All of us, Lord, have individual needs, desires, wants, but, Lord, may those desires and wants be you. That's what we really need, God. Just as I searched and Kinsey, all of us were saying how 
we were searching and you came and you showed us that you were the answer. You were like, here I am. This is what you need. You truly are what we need, Father. So every single person in here, even if we've been born again for a while, sometimes, God, we drift away. Sometimes the awe and wonder is gone. God, I ask right now that you will rekindle and restore that fire back in our belly from the youngest to the oldest, Father, in this room right now, from the babies that are in the nursery, the workers that are taking care of them, that this entire building would be permeated with your presence, Father, the grounds that you are present to heal, you are present to deliver, you are present to save, you are present to restore marriages that are on the brink of, that, of destruction, that are on life support. God, you are what they need, the single people, Lord, in the room that there's no mate, but God, you promised to be our husband. You promised to be with us, Father. Mm -hmm. Lord, the older people that may feel like, you know, we're going through another holiday and I don't have anything to contribute, that you've given them the wisdom of God, mm -hmm. that we can glean from their feet and that we can learn and we can respect and honor and love them to the, this week, this holiday week, Father. We thank you for salvation, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit that would do a work in each and every one of our hearts, God, that we will leave from your presence refreshed and strengthened, knowing that this is just not another Thanksgiving, but we truly can give thanks for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. We thank you for it now, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I thank you um, that when you give us your joy and your peace, that unlike the world, we get to go and give that back out to your people, Lord. We get to speak that over your body right now, Lord, that joy and peace that only comes from you. And, Lord, that, that spark like you showed me in someone's eye, Lord, I just pray if there's someone here who, who just doesn't know that great joy of knowing you, Lord, that they would seek you out until they find it or they would go up to someone and say, hey, can you pray for me? I don't know what I'm living for. I want to live for Jesus. Um, Lord, I speak that over the congregation today and lord i just pray as we all enter into holidays that you would give us eyes to see um our, some of our family members that are just difficult to love that yes, we would sir. see them through your eyes lord that you died yes, for them Jesus. too and that we would love yes. them like we would just display that love we put on that love from you lord and we would love them with that and they would wonder what was different this year that this person loved me differently lord and that it, you're the only answer you're the way that we love people supernaturally, Lord, that are hard to love. And um, we just thank you that we can come to you. We thank you that there is so much more in this life than just going through the motions of sitting in a yes, Sunday God. service for one hour every week. Yes, so there is so much more, Lord, that Lord you spill God. out of that one hour into our lives every day, and we can get to know you intimately in the secret place. And out of that, um, we find that joy and peace and love, Lord. Um we do thank you for your everlasting love, for your for your love that knows no boundaries, Lord, that you just love us no matter what. And we thank you um, that you are refining us, Lord. Um, I speak, uh, I just speak grateful hearts over us this week, Lord. And as we enter into the holiday season, that we would just um, resist the chaos and sit with the Prince of Peace, Lord. Jesus, we thank you so much for grace in this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all. I think pastor's going to come now. Perfect. I got you. Thank you.
great message of life and hope for each of us. Uh, two things. I need one mic. Um, Jonathan, if you'll get ready to come, we're going I won't be but just a minute. We talk about awe and wonder, and Eddie wanted to share something in awe and wonder this morning. Uh, I was at <clears throat> Harris Teeter yesterday, and I was, we were there, and Robin was there, and so we divide and conquer, and she gives me a list, and I go off, and so I'm wandering through the aisle, and this lady stopped me. She said, excuse me, sir, can I ask you something? She said, uh, I've <clears throat> just started going to this Baptist church or something and said it's for women that have been abused and stuff like that. And she said, and uh, I'm here at the grocery store. She said, normally I, I shop at Aldi's and Lidl's and stuff like that. I said, but I'm here. And then she says, I really don't even need to be getting these pepperonis. I mean, she's apologizing for getting pepperonis. And so she keeps on talking and she says that she just got divorced, that her husband abused her and beat her. And so she showed me her arms and they were scratched up and bruises and stuff on them. And so she just kept on talking, and she was talking about going to this meeting or something. I'm thinking, she going to ask me to go to this meeting with her? I said, that's kind of weird. Then she said, i just wondering, i got three kids. If you have any money to, that you could help me out. So I said, well, I'll give you all I got. I reached in my pocket, and I had $3, and I was embarrassed to give her $3. But, you know, I gave her the $3 because I know I only had $3 because I've been carrying cash this week, trying not to use the card. And... You know, I only had $3 left, so I'm going to the bathroom, and God says, you just lied to her. I said, what? <clears throat> I keep, like, spare money up under my flap in my billfold, so I said, okay. So I go in there, and I said, I couldn't find any. He said, ha, 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 I didn't lie. <laughs> then I found $20, and so I said, all right, and I grabbed it. And I went back, and I saw the lady, and I said, can I pray for you? She said, yes, please, and she would dropped ahead, so I just told her that God loved her and God would provide for her and she didn't need to worry about this. God would keep her safe and protected. And I gave her the $20. <clears throat> and she just had tears in her eyes, so I left. And I'm at the counter checking out. And Robin is paying for the groceries. She said, do you need any money? I said, matter of fact, I do. <laughs> so she got me $60 out, and I go to put it in my wallet, and there's $3 in my wallet. It was not there before, so it was a miracle. God did like the loaves and the fishes, so I'm going to give him the glory for this, just saying that he will give you a second chance to do the right thing, and just do it. Amen. Praise God. Put up the message version of what I had there, the scriptures, if you would, Robin. I mean, excuse me, Danny. He said Robin, I had Robin. Thought about Robin. This is Psalm 100. Jonathan, not knowing that this was the message I was going to share with you today, this is from the message. And, and, I, and all of us, I remember growing up in church, I memorized Psalm 100. Anybody ever memorized Psalm 100 growing up? One of the great things. But it says, on your feet now, applaud God. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. You know, we... We, we applaud a football game. We applaud a basketball game. We applaud a raise. We applaud someone running a race. We applaud so many things. But he says, get on your feet and applaud God. When we notify ourselves that there's something greater than what man has created, 
is God. It's because He created us. We didn't make ourselves, as the Word says, right? I, we, we might be here a while if I'm not careful. Bring a gift of laughter. Too many times we bring our sorrows to one another and to the church. And if you're hurting, God will change that sorrow into joy and to peace and to strength. So if you have that, bring that and God will change it. But you know what? All of our lives aren't that bad. There's far more good in our life than there are wrong or bad. And we focus on the 10% instead of the 90% that God has blessed us with. You know, and so I want to encourage you to bring a heart that's merry. Because a merry heart works with good like a medicine. It'll bring healing and strength to our bones. It'll cause life to stir up in us. So as you bring in that joy and that laughter and that hope, it then becomes contagious in you and to everyone around you. Because as you bring in that merry heart, He changes everything. See, everyone can see a light bulb out. But how many of us see how many light bulbs are on? We don't need to focus on the one item that's out of place. We need to focus on everything else that is in place. We need to see that God gave us everything we need, when we need it, and how we need it. We need to trust Him and rely on Him. And give Him praise in everything. Sing yourselves into His presence. Don't rely on me to bring you into His presence. Sing yourself into His presence. The Bible says to stir up the gift of the living God that's within us. Allow His praise to rise up in it. And sing yourself into that mode. We sing ourselves on the, what, I guess, why the last country words I ever heard over my spilled beer. We sing over those kinds of words. Why can't we sing over the praises of the living God? And give Him glory and honor for He's worthy. Amen? Know this. God is God. He's not a little God. He's not one of many gods. He is one God. And God is God. Amen? And, and God. And God. And He made us. We didn't make Him. There are people in the world, their job is to create and make idols for people to worship. That's what their job is. And I went to Bible school with one. And he was from India. And he said, my family... Our job, our position as life was to make idols for people to worship. He said, and one day I was there and I was like, why am I worshiping something that I made myself? He said, I know there's something greater there than what I just made. Would you speak to me? And God came and changed him. He said, for He made me, I didn't make Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are His people, His well-tended sheep. God doesn't put us out in the field and say, okay, hope you make it. He didn't just leave you out there and say, okay, you know, get around the wolves the best you can. Hope you don't fall off a cliff or down a hole. He well-tends us. He watches over us. Enter with the password. 
Thank you. We don't live in entitlement. God doesn't owe us anything. We live in the grace of the living God who has reached out and loved us in everything. And to come in His presence with thanksgiving in our heart. Giving Him praise. Thank you. Quick example. I was at the men's shelter last night. We served Friday night and I went back to see someone last night. And um, there's one guy. They have this rule there and it says, if you come to the shelter after 9 o'clock, you lose your bed. Everybody has to be there by 9 o'clock for people not to straggle in at all different times. The guys get the rule. They understand what's going on. By 9 o'clock, you have to be there. Well, this one guy didn't come in until after 10. They gave his bed away. Well, he was irate. He said, I called and left a message. They said, leaving a message in the key. You know when you're supposed to be here at 9 o'clock. If you're not here at 9 o'clock, that's on you. Whatever the rule is, you know what the rule is. We have to be strict in this because everybody wants to be an exception. Well, he was ranting and raving. He was so upset. And he would go from one to the other of the people there and just saying that, and they would repeat the rule. This is the rule. You have to be here. And I looked at one of the men, and I said, you know what? If he'd come in with a thankful heart, you know, thank you for the meal that you gave me tonight. And last night I couldn't get in here because of, and I reached out, but I, it didn't happen. I'm sorry. But I thank you for what you're doing. Those men and women would have changed the course of everything to help him. But he ranted and raving, raved at and just got all ex upset over every little detail because he was inconvenienced, because he wanted to change the rule. Too many times in life we want to change what God says is right and wrong and how God says we're to come to him and how we're to live and how we're to love and how we're to care how we're to do all these things. We get upset when someone asks us or tells us something different when we need to come in and simply say, thank you. The Bible says a soft-spoken word turns away wrath. When we come in with that word of thank you. And giving thanksgiving, it changes and diffuses everything around us. And all of a sudden, it brings us from a place of hostility to a place of peace. And brings joy and life inside of us when we begin doing that. So I encourage you today. Make yourselves at home. Talking praise. Thank Him. Worship Him. For God is sheer beauty. All generous in love loyal always and ever amen okay, i want you to stand and i want us to applaud god this morning can we do that hallelujah we give you praise god we give you glory and honor and we worship you god hallelujah 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 Praise your name, Lord God.
praise your name, Lord God. 